All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Good evening, Hoopballers, along with David. This is Hank Aaron, and we're talking box score breakdown on November 19th. David, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself, Hank? Doing very well, doing very well. We got a quick four-game slate tonight, so let's get you through the games. Let's see what's going on, and let's help you upgrade and update your lineups here. So let's start with the first game of the night, the Golden State Warriors getting a much-needed win on the road against the Grizzlies. Over on the Warriors' side, we saw Draymond Green playing, playing fairly well. Eight points on four of 12 shooting. Didn't hit either one of his two three-point attempts, but 10 rebounds, 11 assists, two blocks, only one turnover. A pretty good line from him. And anybody that took him relatively early in their drafts, they probably were somewhat concerned with him. 
especially after he went out for a few games with the injury. But it looks like he's playing, and he's playing well. So uh, he should be good to go for top 50 value as long as he plays. Eric Pascal, 7 of 15 from the field, 3 for 3 from the free throw line. Missed his two three-point attempts, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block, 2 turnovers for him. Again, with D'Angelo Russell out, uh, looks like he's going to be getting more opportunity and uh, he's going to continue to provide value as long as Russell's out and he may be able to do that even when he comes back in. Glenn Robinson, the third, 8 of 14 from the field, 3 of 6 from the three-point line, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 1 rebound, 2 assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, 20 points for him. Um, Again, same story. Russell is out. There's a lot of usage to go around. Willie Cauley-Stein, 26 minutes, 2 of 3 from the field, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 turnover, 6 points. So the big drag on his value has typically been free throw shooting. He hasn't uh, been on fire to start the season by any means, but uh, if he could put up lines like that, he will be on the standard league radar. And with all the usage to go around in Golden State, uh, he's somebody that's not worth, uh, that's not bad to uh, take a chance on. Just as long as you realize that um, his uh, his free throw shooting is typically uh, takes down his value some. On the bench, we had a Marcus Chris sighting. 21 minutes, 7-11 from the field, 3-4 from the free throw line. Missed his two three-point attempts, but six rebounds, two assists, no steals, four blocks, two turnovers. Uh, Marquis Chris has been someone that has tantalized fantasy owners for a long time. He's never... Uh, consistently delivered before it's unlikely that he becomes a consistent player this year but he's certainly worth taking a look at just keep monitoring him don't when I say take a look I don't mean Adam I mean take a look from the wire if he strings together two or three good good games in a row uh, I'd be willing to take the chance on him in a 12 or 14 team league um, with your last roster spot just because he does have the ability to rack three-pointers and blocks, and that's always a nice combination. Other than him, we had Kai Bowman going off uh, for 25 minutes, only one of three from the field, one three-pointer, five assists, two rebounds, three points. So uh, same kind of story. Russell is out. There's a lot of opportunity for these players. Bowman not providing good value tonight, but uh, if if Russell remains out uh, and you're desperate for assists, you know he's someone that you can use. Omari Spellman got another 23 minutes tonight, three of nine from the field, two threes from him, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, nine points. Uh, I'm not really going to be looking at him in fantasy leagues, but again, if the Warriors suffer any more injuries, you know even he, he may become relevant. Um, you see anything else uh, worth discussing on the Warrior side? No, as you said, they're pretty they're pretty decimated with injuries right now. So other than those guys we went over, I don't see too much value on their team. All right, what do you see over on the Grizzlies side? All right, from Memphis, um, John Morant back in the starting lineup looked great. Thirty four minutes, twenty points, uh, had a three pointer, seven to twenty from the field, five to six from the free throw line, six assists, two rebounds, three turnovers, a steal, and a block. So. Looking really, really strong in his rookie season. I'm definitely loving the production that he's bringing from United and Night Out. JJJ continues to have a buy low window open on him, but there's definitely some room for real concern here with his production. Um, only 18 minutes tonight, six fouls, fouled out of the game, eight points on three or seven from the field, one three pointer made, uh, one or two from the free throw line, 
no rebound tonight, which is very strange. No assists and one turnover. So obviously you can tell with the low minutes, foul trouble was definitely the issue. And it's a recurring issue for JJJ. Hopefully he'll at some point in time figure it out in his career. But I think for those of us who spend an early third round, fourth round pick on him, uh, this it might not return that value this season, unfortunately. Uh, the other big man for the Grizzlies tonight, Jonas Valanciunas, 26 minutes tonight, only seven points, so low offensive output tonight, also low rebounding output, only six boards, three assists, and a turnover. Um, JV does a really good job in the percentage category, so he's not really going to hurt you there, but on nights like tonight where he has a pretty pedestrian line, um, definitely leaving you kind of desiring a little bit more. Jay Crowder's definitely been a surprise on the Memphis Grizzlies this season. Uh, 33 minutes, 15 points. Had four three-pointers tonight, 11 rebounds, which you really, really love. Uh, four assists and two turnovers. So definitely been a fringy kind of guy in uh, 12-team leagues. But I think at this point in time, if he is still floating around out there, you're definitely going to want to snatch him up. Um, he's been playing pretty consistent, and I definitely think the minutes are there for him to kind of continue to have this production. And then Dylan Brooks, uh, 32 minutes tonight, 18 points. Three three-pointers, three rebounds, two steals, and a block. Uh, don't usually get the defensive stats, but you're going to love them when you get them. Um, but we know Dylan Brooks is. He's definitely more suited for points leagues. He's going to give you those points, but it's going to be pretty volatile as far as the point production. So kind of give and take there, if you will. Uh, outside of the big five for Memphis, Brandon Clark looks continues to look really, really good as well in his rookie season. 25 minutes, 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, uh, stealing a block. Definitely think he's going to have a, a really, really good amount of value in the kind of second half of the season after that turn, after all-star break. But for the time being, if you have him, uh, definitely continue to hold on to him. I think that he's somebody who's going to be who's going to be pretty strong. Uh, how about you, Hank? You see anything else on this roster? Well, I think I think Jay Crowder is kind of interesting because he's providing you know low-end 12-team value, and if he's able to get his percentages up some, he could he could move higher than that and. Last year, his percentages took a big dip. It wasn't clear if it was a fluke or or that's just going to continue to be the case. And, and his percentages are still pretty poor this year. So um, I think you're right. He's worth taking a, a shot on if he's available in a 12-team league. And he may actually you know, even give you more value than you expect because if he can get his percentages up somewhat closer to his career averages, uh, he could end up being a very nice add off the wire. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, uh, let's go over to the next game here. We've got the Blazers visiting the Pelicans. Now, uh, Damian Lillard was out with back spasms, so uh, all the numbers tonight, you know, you have to consider that, that you know, Lillard was out, so it, it affects the usage, and, and obviously there's a lot more to go around. The other big news is that Carmelo Anthony uh, has, has reemerged in the NBA, and uh, he, he got the start tonight, 24 minutes for him, 4 of 14 from the field, two threes, four rebounds, one block, 10 points, five turnovers. So not a great uh, start for him. But if you're desperate for points and threes, it's possible there's a role for him. Um, I wouldn't rush to add him in a 12-team league, but if you're in a 14 or a 16-team league, it may make sense if you need those stats. Um and if you're in a points league, he may not may not be terrible either. But um, standard 12-team leagues, he's not quite an ad for me just yet. And I'm not sure he's going to even get there. Hassan Whiteside had a pretty good night tonight. 29 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, which you really like if you have him. 
14 rebounds, one block, four turnovers, dings the value a little bit, but 14 points overall, pretty good night for him. CJ McCollum did most of the shooting tonight, 9 of 22, four three-pointers, four rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block, one turnover, 22 points for him. Rodney Hood, 4 of 12 from the field, 0 of 2 from the three-point line, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, one turnover. And Anthony Simmons, uh, excuse me, Anthony Simons, 4 of 13 from the field, 3 of 5 from the three-point line, 2 of 4 from the free-throw line, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, no steals, no blocks, uh, no turnovers either. So uh, a lot of, uh, obviously with Lillard out, a lot more uh, usage to go around, but nobody really did too much. McCollum took advantage a little bit, but otherwise the Blazers didn't have a great game. Off the bench, you had Kent, Kent Bazemore, 28 minutes. Three of eight from the field, three three-pointers, two of two from the free-throw line, four assists, three rebounds. So um, not too much going on with the Blazers. Obviously, without Lillard, it's kind of becomes Whiteside and McCollum is, is the only must-start, must-own players. Hood and Simons, if you're desperate, you could use those guys for scoring and three-pointers. And Carmelo Anthony, not quite uh, someone I would be adding. Obviously, he's a big name, so... Keep your eye on him. And off the bench, I mean, Hazonia, 13 minutes, 3 of 5 from the field. Two rebounds, two assists, one turnover. Um, if you're wondering about how, how, how good he's been playing, I mean, he was playing so poorly that they had to sign Carmelo Anthony. So, um, you know, <laughs> he's not going to be worth an ad either. Anything else on the Blazers side? No, I, I agree with you 100% about Mario Hazonia. Um, he is what he is, and at this point in time, we know that the Blazers are really, really hurting, so they had to bring in Melo, and yeah. And I, I, I kind of glanced over Nasir a little, but let us let's let me just give him a little bit of love here. 23 minutes tonight, 5 of 6 from the field, 2 threes, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1 turnover. Uh, keep your eye on him. Obviously, uh, you know, he's new to the NBA, and um, he's a rookie, and so... We don't have too much uh, historical information on him. And, and obviously this season, he's only been playing about 15 minutes a game, a little bit more run tonight because Lillard was out. So, um, you know, if he ends up emerging in a bigger role and, and you know, he continues with these kind of lines, he may he may have some value, but, but obviously not someone to be rushing and adding just yet. Okay. Now, over on the Pelican side, David, what do you what do you see with these guys? Uh, well, with the Pelicans, they welcomed Brandon Ingram back tonight, so that was definitely great for them, and they loved the production he provided. Uh, 21 points tonight in 34 minutes, 8 of 20 from the field, had a three-pointer, perfect 4-4 from the free throw line, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, a block, and three turnovers. So definitely a, a welcome home party for Brandon Ingram coming back off of the, I believe, what, what was it, a three- or four-game absence? Yeah, that um, yeah, he was out of the lineup, so definitely like to see that. Um, he... Brandon Ingham has been, I mean, really breaking out this season, and I think that he can continue to really, really play strong. I do wonder what it's going to look like when Zion returns to the lineup, but uh, while you have him, you definitely love it. Uh, with Brandon Ingram being back, that definitely helped uh, kind of level out the lineup, and Drew Holiday had a pretty good night as well. 34 minutes, uh, 22 points, 10 of 18 from the field, so 55% tonight. Uh, you definitely love that. His field goal percentage has really been a huge boon on his value to start out the season, and as that kind of goes on an uptick, I think that all the other numbers will kind of go along with that. Um, five rebounds for Drew, 10 assists, five turnovers, which is very high, and no defensive stats. 
Um, but again, as Drew's kind of figuring out that the Pelicans really love to run and push the pace. So having BI back in the lineup, I'm sure they wanted to get out and get running. So look for that to kind of level out. Um, JJ Redick again, getting the minutes since Lonzo ball has been out of the lineup, 32 minutes tonight, 18 points on six to 12 from the field, four, three pointers, five rebounds, two assists, no turnovers, no defensive stats. Um, JJ is probably a good streaming option for threes. Uh, at this point, with the Pelicans being so dinged up in their lineup, but season-long value, I really don't think he's going to be able to produce a whole lot, as we saw earlier in the season when the Pelicans kind of had a more solidified lineup. He wasn't really doing a whole lot, so I do wonder what that looks like when they're back to 100% health. Uh, with their front court being such a mess right now, Derek Favors was out tonight, Julio Okafor was out tonight, so... Kendrick Williams and Jackson Hayes got the start. Uh, Kendrick Williams, 33 minutes, only eight points on two or three from the field, uh, two four from the free throw line, 13 rebounds, which is great, three steals, a block, two turnovers, and assist. Uh, so when this guy gets the minutes, he can really, really produce. So you definitely love to see that. Not really a guy who you're going to count on for a big scoring output, but can definitely bring those boards, can definitely bring those defensive stats. So somebody to keep an eye on. And then Jackson Hayes, only 20 minutes at the center position, uh, nine points, three of eight from the field, three or four from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two steals, and three blocks. Definitely love the defensive numbers, but again, it's kind of a log jam right now in the front court for the New Orleans Pelicans. So maybe once they get everybody back to full strength, we kind of see how that materializes, and Jackson Hayes could be a valuable player, but I think maybe he's better suited for a dynasty league. Uh, and then Nikhil Alexander-Walker, as I said, Brandon Ingram came back, so Nikhil Alexander-Walker kind of took another step back. Um, only three points nine, 15 minutes four rebounds and assists and two turnovers. So definitely a guy who maybe is more of a target on days when you know that the Pelicans are going to have B.I., Drew Holiday, Lonzo out of the lineup because they're really going to need his perimeter scoring. But outside of that, I don't see him really holding on to a whole lot of value this season. And then the only other guy I guess really worth noting is uh, Nicola Melli got 27 minutes tonight, 14 points, six boards, uh, four assists, and three steals. Again, as they're kind of trying to figure out their – front court situation they're going to have a whole menagerie of guys who are going to get minutes so it's really just going to kind of be playing Russian roulette with the Pelicans at this point um what do you think Hank yeah I think you're right there's a host of guys who are missing here um you know uh, Favors Josh Hart Okafor uh and obviously Zion so these guys their value is going to really fluctuate based on who's healthy and who's coming back as far as Reddit goes, I think you're correct to note that his value is going to probably take a dip when everyone's back and healthy. But uh, Lonzo Ball uh, has shown a uh, propensity to be injured so far. So he, you know, in the past couple of years at least. So, you know, he may be dinged up throughout the season. Zion obviously um, had a surgery before he played his first NBA game. And he also, you know, went out after a few minutes in his, you know, preseason game. So, you know, who knows how much playing time these guys end up getting this year. So I think Redick um, has a little bit more upside in that the guys in front of him uh, may be more prone to getting hurt than than not. So um, I do like that for, for Redick's season-long value, even though I think you're correct to note that if everyone is healthy, he's probably not going to be doing as well. Um, let's go over to the next game here. We had the Phoenix Suns visiting the Sacramento Kings. Suns uh, made a little bit of a run late, but the score is uh, 
closer than the actual game was. Um, over on the Sun side, we had Ricky Rubio returning from his injury, but only played, I believe, in the first half. I don't believe he even got in the second half. He had shot 0 of 7 from the field, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 1 point, 2 assists, 1 rebound, 1 turnover. So pr- probably producing negative fantasy value tonight due to the percentages. Um, and I think owners are going to want to sit tight with him on their bench until he gets healthy because he was pretty productive prior to tonight. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, 23 minutes, 5 of 9 from the field, 3 three-pointers, 4 of 6 on the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, no steals, no blocks, 17 points. Uh, Aaron Baines was ruled out tonight, so uh, Baines was out, gave Frank a little bit more run. And I'm not sure exactly when Baines is coming back, so we may have an extended opportunity for Frank to tank. Dario Saric, 21 minutes tonight. Interesting he didn't get more run with um, Baines out as well, but uh, had a poor poor evening. One of five from the field, three rebounds, one assist, one block, two turnovers. Kelly Oubre, uh, one of only two Sun starters to really show well tonight. Uh, eight of 17 from the field, eight rebounds, two assists, five steals. Great. Zero blocks, only one turnover, 20 points for him. So the Oubre breakout is is still in full force and now going. And then Devin Booker, 39 minutes tonight, 10 of 20 from the field, 3-3, from the free throw line, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals, no blocks, four turnovers, 30 points for him. So, you know, he's a stud. We know he's a stud. And as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a top 30 player. Off the bench, uh, you got um, Michael Bridges. This was a good story for him tonight. 26 minutes, 6 of 9 from the field, 1 of 3 from the three-point line, a perfect 7 of 7 from the free-throw line, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, no blocks, no turnovers, 20 points for him. So he's someone that you know we liked a lot coming into the year. He hasn't been getting a lot of minutes. He hasn't been producing a lot. But this is very nice to see 26 minutes. If he can get 26 minutes a night, 25 minutes plus, whatever it is, if he can get into that range, he can produce standard league value on the you know, back of efficiency and, and defensive statistics. So keep your eye on him. I think if he gets another 25 minutes again in the next night, next game, I'd probably add him and see if he can keep it going because he's someone that's got top 80, top 90 upside. Cam Johnson also 26 minutes off the bench, 7 of 13 from the field, 4 threes, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, no turnovers. 18 points, so a uh, very good evening for him. And uh, almost a, a true nine-category line, but just didn't get any free-throw attempts. So uh, I think with the Suns, uh, Michael Bridges is an interesting player. If he can get a little bit more time, he's somebody that can uh, potentially be a good standard league asset. Cam Johnson also, if they gave him more opportunity you know, he, he may also be someone that can produce. We haven't seen it yet with him. So let's just see what happens with both of these guys. But they're people to keep your eye on. But at the same time, um, you know, Aiden suspended. Baines is out. They're probably running small a little bit more than they will once everyone's back and healthy. So um, just keep your eye on, on those two guys off the bench. And then as far as the starters go, you know, Booker is a must-own guy. Ubre is a must-own guy. Rubio Pretty much a must-own guy as well, even though he's hurt. And then Saric and Kaminsky, probably fringy 12-team guys for now. But uh, both of them are certainly worth uh, starting right now until at least Aiton's suspension is over, and especially with Baines being out as well. Anything else on the Suns? Uh, no, I agree with you. And I, as I said, uh, I think last week, Cam Johnson continues to 
kind of showed that he has a little back end value there as a three point specialist and tonight was definitely more rounded in line for him tonight. So you love to see that. Yeah. All right. What what about the Kings? All right, for Sacramento. Um, well, the man of the night was definitely Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, I mean, 35 minutes tonight off the bench, 31 points on 11 to 14 from the field, seven three-pointers, which is just incredible. Seven assists, three steals, six turnovers. Um, with the pace of the game, the two teams playing, it kind of got a little sloppy. But this is, I mean, an incredible line from him. And congratulations to anybody who was lucky enough to pick him off of the waiver uh, because I know in several leagues he was still floating around out there for me. Um, and I'm very, very fortunate for that. But he, he looks very strong. And with Darren Fox being out of the lineup for what is really an uncertain timeline right now, um, I think that I think that this looks this is something that's easily duplicable. Um, and he's going to be the guy kind of running that offense alongside Buddy Heald. So definitely look for more big nights from Bogdan. Um, Corey Joseph started at the point guard, 39 minutes, but only six points. Field, uh, five rebounds, but 14 assists. Uh, steal two blocks. So maybe as an assist streamer, take a look at Corey Joseph in a deeper league, 12 team, 14 team league. Um, but as far as the offensive output, don't really expect a whole lot. And all the fillings Corey Joseph has had for De'Aaron Fox, there hasn't been a whole lot of production there. So um, definitely take that caveat. But he yielded uh, 28 uh, points tonight, but only t- or 28 minutes, I should say, but only 12 points tonight, 3 or 14 from the field. So his shooting woes continue. Um, only one three pointer. Five or six from the uh, from free throw line, five rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a turnover. Uh, for those of you holding on to Buddy, I know last year he was a top 40 guy. Right now he's he's really, really struggling to even be inside of the top 80. Um, I think that he'll be able to return to value. I think that the Kings are still trying to figure out this new system. They got a new coach. Uh, they're working on the lineup. So just hold. Um, I'm sure you're not really doing a whole lot with Buddy, but definitely um, – Definitely kind of disappointing after his bigger output the other night. You kind of hope he'd be able to continue that against the Suns. Um, Rashawn Holmes, this is what we said. When he gets the minutes, he is an absolute beast. I mean, 34 minutes tonight, 20 points on 8 of 11 from the field. Perfect from the free throw line on four attempts, 15 rebounds, a steal, and two blocks. Only two turnovers. So, as everybody knows, Rashawn Holmes is a permanent monster. Now that he's being able to get the minutes in Sacramento with really nobody there to force him out of the lineup I really don't see even when Bagley returns to the lineup I don't see that truly affecting Holmes minutes totals at least so I think that this is something that he I mean he's he's a really really strong play every single night I think he's going to get the minutes he's going to produce and you, you just love to see that happen and um Nemanja Belinka started as I said Sands Marvin Bagley at the power forward 30 minutes tonight 17 points 7 to 12 from the field three three pointers uh eight rebounds a steal and a block and only two turnovers Nemanja Belinka, we know what he does when he's given the minutes. Um, he's a great fill-in right now. The consistency is going to be an issue with Belinka always, but he's a solid fill-in for those of us who are waiting on the return of Marvin Bagley. And then Harrison Barnes, 37 minutes, 15 points on five attempts from the field, a three-pointer, perfect from the line on four attempts, two rebounds, two assists, a block, no steals, and a turnover. Harrison Barnes does what Harrison Barnes does. We know he's going to provide you offense as far as points output, but outside of that, he's not really going to contribute in a whole lot of stats, not really a defensive contributor. Um, so you take what you can get. And then the only other guy that may be worth discussing is with the whole calamity going on at the guard spot with Aaron Fox being out in Sacramento, Yogi Ferrell got 17 minutes tonight, only nine points, 
only one assist and two turnovers. So I don't see a whole lot of value there, but maybe between the timeshare with him and Corey Joseph, you never know. But tonight, Corey Joseph clearly getting the lion's share of those minutes and with Bogdan playing as well as he is and handling a lot of the ball, um, the ball carrying responsibilities. I just, I just don't see a whole lot of value for Yogi. What about yeah, yourself? I, I agree with that. I think with uh, Bogdanovich kind of asserting himself, there's not going to be much to go around, even with Fox being out. I will say on Buddy, I would be even a little bit more aggressive than you and try floating some buy low offers. Um, as you mentioned, Buddy was pretty good in his last game. Uh, so, you could try a buddy healed owner tonight after tonight's line, maybe willing to bite if he has another bad game, um, more likely. And if he has three bad games in a row, I would be very aggressive because I think it's it's only a matter of time until he gets it going. So um, whatever whatever is going on over there, whatever he's missing, I mean, he's a he's a great shooter and and this is not going to continue. So. If you've got a buddy healed owner who's a little bit skittish right now, I would I would do my best to try to snatch him and and you could potentially get him at a at a pretty good discount cuz he's been poor all year. And if you could get not poor but but really below what was expected and I mean, one or two more bad games in a row and and the owner, you know, really may get fed up. Who who's a player that you would that you would float for uh in a buy low scenario for buddy? Um, I'm trying to think of what's reasonable, you know, so what, like maybe like a Hassan Whiteside, um, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, like a, like a, like a top 70, 80 guy coming into the year who's performing in the top 70 to 80, you know, you know, not overperforming, not under Al Horford, maybe, um, who else? Let's see. Maybe you could get him for DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ McCollum, Zach Levine. Uh, I think these guys have a little bit more upside, but I would I would move any of these guys for Buddy Heald. Um, Eric Bledsoe would be a good one. Would you move an SGA? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would. Um, I, I, I would be willing, I'd be willing to do a lot of different things to get Buddy healed. I think I'll be back to top 40. Uh, and, and I think that it's, it's just an easy time to upgrade a player to get him. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. Let's go to the last game of the night. We got the Thunder at the Lakers. Um, Thunder, you know, keeping this thing pretty close throughout, although they never really broke through. Um, over on the Thunder side, we had Gallo, 25 points on 7 of 11 from the field, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, two three-pointers, six rebounds, one assist, no steals, no blocks. Um, you know, he has been playing very well for you know all of last year and this season as well. Um, and just going back to that last thing about Buddy Heald, you know, Gallinari's been playing so well; it's hard to trade him. Uh, and I'm, I'm starting to get over his injury history, but I'd, I'd like to at least see it, probably through the end of this season before I can move with him as like a solid top fifty guy. But he's, 
he's starting to cement himself as a, just a solid top 50 fantasy asset. So I think even this year in draft, most people were able to capitalize on his previous in- injury history, but he's playing well and it looks like he's going to keep it up. Steven Adams, 24 minutes tonight, six rebounds, four assists, two turnovers, two points. Um, he's not doing well so far this year, but obviously we know that he's a guy that gives you decent big man stats. And so um, it's only really a matter of time until he gets it going as, as he has in the past several years. Chris Paul, poor evening for him. 30 minutes, one of seven from the field. Ten assists is nice. Four steals is nice, but the shooting... Uh, really poor, only four points for him. Zero blocks, one turnover. I think overall, probably the assist and steal salvage the line, but you want to see him do a little bit more offensively. You got Ferguson, 31 minutes for him. One of seven from the field. One of six from the three-point line. One rebound, one assist, one steal, zero blocks. Um, the 31 minutes are interesting, and I think we've seen in the past um, Terrence Ferguson can be a sneaky uh, low-end asset uh, for the defensive stats, but not happening now and certainly not in a 12-team league, but maybe 14 or 16 teams if you need them uh, for the steals and things like that. It could work out, but not not now. Uh, SGA, the aforementioned SGA, 5 of 16 from the field, 2 threes, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers, 16 points. So... Um, you know, he's a pretty solid player, too. He's probably a top 65 guy. Uh, I like him. I would move him for Buddy Heald because I think we're going to just get better field goal percentage from Buddy Heald and just more consistency once Heald gets it going. Uh, Schroeder off the bench, 30 minutes, 12 of 20 from the field, three threes, four, four from the free throw line, four rebounds, one assist. Five turnovers hurts his value a little bit, but we'd like the 31 points. Um, other than that, we got Nerlens Noel with 24 minutes, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals, no block, 1 turnover. Um, he's kind of interesting because if he keeps playing well and he snatches the starting job from Steven Adams, then he, he can be a really good asset. And obviously, even as it is in the role he's been playing, he's been playing, he's been a top 85 player so far this year. So uh, Noel is somebody that if he's floating on your wire uh, – and you don't have anything going on with your last spot or two, I, I think he's someone to add. So um, other than him, no, nothing else going on really with the OKC Thunder. Do you see anything? No, I agree. I, I agree with you. And hopefully Steven Adams ends up getting shipped out of OKC to really let Noel get the minutes because, um, again, he's one of those permanent monsters when it comes to defensive stats. What do you think? You think he's worth an ad right now in a twelve-team league? Yeah, I think. Um, I just think that blocks and some of those defensive stats. I mean, they're so hard to come by. And if you have a guy who is going to produce in the guaranteed minutes, because um, right now, I mean, Noel's Noel's getting those twenty minutes a night. So I definitely think he's floating around out there in a twelve-team, fourteen-team league. Yeah, I mean, he's worth an ad. Pick it up and see, because you're really not hurting you too much. I mean, I wouldn't drop him over somebody. Who like if you have a a house or maybe if you're waiting on a Derek Favors to come back, I, I don't think that I would necessarily drop him for one of those guys. But definitely if you if you have an extra spot with a flyer, yeah, I, I think I, I'm gonna try to drop Cantor for him. Let's see if that goes through. My waiver yeah. only go twice a week, so let's see if we can 
get a little bit of love here for Noel. All right, what do you see on the Lakers <laughs> side? All right, on the Lakers side, um, well, LeBron James leading the charge tonight, 37 minutes, 25 points um, on 10 and 20 from the field, two three-pointers, uh, three or five from the line, so it didn't absolutely kill you tonight. Uh, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, seven turnovers, so that definitely killed you. And then two steals. Um, LeBron is, I mean, he, he might be one of the best to ever do it, if not the best to ever do it, but his free throw percentage and his turnovers, I mean, they're they're going to be anchors on your on your team for for the entirety of the season. We know that um, given the volume, given the amount of touches and his usage, those those aren't going to go away. So that just is what it is. Um, Anthony Davis, 37 minutes tonight, 34 points on 13 and 24 from the field, three three pointers. So that's excellent. Five of six from the line, very strong. Seven rebounds, four assists, four steals, two blocks, um, two turnovers. I mean, we know how great this guy can be. Uh, we know he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. There's some murmurs about the shoulder injury, but tonight looked very, very strong, really, really good across the board. And when 80's out there, you love it. Uh, JaVale McGee looks like he got the lion's share of the minutes tonight at the center position, 22 minutes, only eight points, uh, six rebounds, a steal, and four blocks. It's going to be either him or Dwight Howard that's getting you those blocks on a night-in, night-out basis. Uh who it's going to be it's appears it's just kind of going to be at a flip of a coin so that's another situation that's kind of uh uh you know kind of t- take a take your own risk um but this said javel was the guy tonight danny green 20 minutes uh only five points only one three-pointer no free throw attempts five rebounds three assists and no defensive stats uh so pretty empty line from danny KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope, 13 minutes or 13 points tonight in 33 minutes. Um, actually made three three pointers and five and nine from the field, so not completely terrible tonight from KCP. Very rare. Uh, four rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. Um, Kuzma, another guy who played tonight but had an early, I believe, eye injury um, and left the game. Uh, only five points, no rebounds, no assists, no defensive stats. Rondo. Probably the only other guy worth mentioning tonight. Uh, 27 minutes, eight points, one three-pointer, one two from the free throw line, two rebounds, ten assists, three turnovers. Uh, again, if you're kind of if you're kind of category hunting in a, in a deeper league and you you're looking for an assist streamer, maybe Rondo can be that guy for you. Um, but outside of that, I don't see a whole lot of value on this Lakers team. Crusoe got 19 minutes only eight points um Dwight Howard again got the lesser share of those center minutes 17 minutes three points six rebounds two blocks a steal and one turnover so still was able to salvage the line with the two blocks give you those defensive stats and the steal but again whoever's going to get the lion's share of those minutes is going to be the more valuable asset for the evening so it's just a wait and see approach yeah I think Dwight if you're in a deeper league or desperate for blocks you could use them or if you're even if you're in a 12 team league if you're you know allowed to make daily moves you know you could always add them for a game get a couple blocks and drop them so i think that that's where that's about as as much as you're going to get from Dwight all right well, that wraps it up for the night um we do want to say thank you to our sponsor high hawaiian isles kona coffee um, this podcast, like all of our podcasts, is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Um, you can check out their website, hawaiianisles.com. You can also search on Amazon, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Or you can 
Check them out on Twitter. Hi, as in H-I, Kona Coffee. So Hi Kona Coffee is their Twitter handle. And um, I've started to be a, in order to be a better company, man, I drink the coffee during these box score breakdowns. And as a result, I'm going to be up till 4 a.m. So if anybody <laughs> wants to tweet at me or, or ask me questions about fantasy or regular NBA, I'll be available all night. Um, and that'll be a recurring theme on Tuesdays because I'm drinking this coffee during our uh, box score breakdowns. Also, we do want to remind people to sign up for the Bruise Letter. The Bruise Letter is written by our founder, Aaron Bruski. This is uh, provides information and content that is not available anywhere else. It's not even on hoopball.com. Just go up, just go on hoopball. Uh, just hoop-ball.com/newsletter and sign up. It only takes a few seconds. You get it every week, and uh, it's good information. It's going to help you understand some of the players um, that you're not paying attention to currently, see where they're at, see who's coming up, see who's going down. Uh, gives you very valuable information on buying high, selling low, um, or selling high and buying low is what you want to be doing. So uh, <laughs> check it out, the bruise letter. And um, anything else coming up with you this week, David? Um, no, tune in on Thursday uh, for another box score breakdown. And other than that, guys, yeah, hit me up on Twitter uh, at DFB underscore three with any of your fantasy basketball questions. I'd love to help. All right, you can hit me up on Twitter. I, like I said, I will be up all night because I'm drinking this Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Hank Aaron 26. Hank Aaron 26. Hit me up. All right, David, thank you very much. Thank all of you for joining us tonight. Again, if you have any questions, can hit up David on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter. We are available for any and all of your fantasy needs. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks, Hank. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.